Let's bow our heads for prayer. Father in heaven, we come to this last Sunday in the season of Advent, a season of, of preparation, a season of reflection. season where we have focused on hope, peace, joy, and now love. We pray that you would help us to understand evermore what it means to be a people of of love and what this gift of a savior is truly all about. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen. The name of Jesus. We focused on names a little bit during this Advent season, especially at our midweek worship services. We see the idea of the name first coming to us as Zechariah is confronted by the angel Gabriel in the temple, and he's told that he's going to have a son, and in his disbelief, he kind of argues with Gabriel a little bit, and Gabriel says, fine, you don't believe me? You can't speak from here on out until the baby is born. Can you imagine? Finally, when that baby is born, and it's entirely possible that, as we saw in our gospel lesson today, Mary was there when John was born. We see that John's lips are open when he writes on that tablet, his name is John. And in the sixth month of Elizabeth's pregnancy with John the Baptist, the angel also came to Mary and said that she was going to be with child. And she was instructed, and you shall give him the name Jesus. Because he will save his people from their sins. Where does it all start? God didn't just roll out of bed one day and said, I think I'll do it this way. Or now is the time. You see, it all starts a whole lot before that. It starts from the very nature of God himself. The scriptures remind us that God is love. The very heart of who he is and what he's all about is a loving God. Sometimes we scratch our heads at that and we think, well, yeah, but I've read the Bible and I've seen some of those sections and God has done kind of some unloving things at times. No, remember, it's God's definition of love, not ours. I remember one time when we were expecting our first child, 
Someone said to me, now when you're a parent, know that your job is to love your child. Well, duh. No, no, you don't understand what I'm saying. It's not to be your child's best friend. It is to love your child. Well, what's that mean? What means that sometimes when you are loving your child, you are going to have to do some things that are rather difficult or challenging or even hard. And some of you parents know this. It's very hard to discipline your child when you really want to laugh at them. And of course, there's the old line of the father who's getting ready to discipline his child, and he says, this is going to hurt me more than it hurts you. And you're going, yeah, right. God loved his children Israel, but we see time and again in Scripture where God also had to discipline them in some fairly severe ways because, you see, they wandered away from his love. They wandered away from faith and from belief, and yet God never stopped working in their lives to call them back to repentance, which is why he sent John the Baptist in the first place to call people to repentance, to prepare the way for the Lord, to make straight his path. The one who is to come after me. He is one who's, who's so great above me that I'm not even worthy to stoop down and tie his sandals. And he will baptize you with the Holy Spirit with fire. Prepare. Prepare. That's what this season has been about, to prepare for the birth of the Savior, to prepare for the one that God sends into our world. And God sends him into our world, as the scriptures remind us, because he so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son that whosoever believeth in him shall not perish but have everlasting life. The motivation for sending the Savior into this world was one of love. Love for you and love for me. And we sit back sometimes in our, in our lives and we go, you know, I don't really deserve God's love because sometimes I don't live the way that God wants me to live. And I lie to myself about it thinking that somehow I can live however I want on my terms and I can just reach for God when I need him and then after the crisis is over, I can quietly put him back away and live life again on my terms. And yet even when we behave that way, God still loves us. His love knows no bounds. 
His love has no limits. He sent his child to be born and laid in a manger. Think about that. Why a manger? Did you ever go into an inn or a hotel to try to find somebody? You go up to the desk clerk and you say, I am looking for so-and-so. Can I have their room number? No. Let me call up and see if they're in. You have to jump through all sorts of hoops to be able to get through to somebody, unless, of course, they've already called you, given you their room number, etc., but here is a child lying in a manger accessible to the world. Lying there for everyone to come and to see, for shepherds to come down out of the hill country and to bow before him. No gatekeepers, no desk clerks, no security lines, no TSA. child, accessible to all. There's no barriers. God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son to all people. And yet so many want to put so many barriers between Jesus and people. You can only be a Christian if. You have to do this. You're not good enough unless Somehow, we start to add the gatekeepers, the security, the desk clerks between others and Christ. Oh, maybe we don't think that way. But we act that way. That person will never come to faith. I'm not going to waste my time on them. They're not dressed quite right. They're different from me. I'm not going to talk to them. And we fail in our lives to share the love of Jesus Christ because we become the gatekeeper with our own hearts and our own attitudes. And we are called to love the world. We're called to love people with the message of Jesus Christ. 
We're called to share the fact that God loves them this much. So much that he sent his son Jesus, knowing that Jesus was going to suffer and die for the sins of the whole world. And while we in our humanness sometimes put conditions between the people that we should be witnessing to and ourselves, God takes the conditions away. You see, he loves unconditionally. He doesn't look at economic status. He doesn't look at skin color. He doesn't look at anything other than the fact this is a child whom I formed and whom I love. This is a child for whom I sent my son Jesus to die. God loves us, each of us, in Christ. He has forgiven the multitude of our sins. He loves us so much that he's washed us clean with the precious blood of the Lamb of God. And I didn't earn it, and you didn't earn it. God gifts it to us. And in turn, he calls us in this world to gift it to those around us, to love one another as I have loved you, to love each other with this gift of salvation, to love one another with this gift of the Christ child, to understand who he is and what he came to do for you and for me and for all people. Faith, hope, and love, Paul writes. But the greatest of these is love. In Jesus' name, amen. Now may the peace of God, which passes all of our human understanding, keep your hearts and minds in the true faith of God in Christ Jesus into life everlasting. Amen.